Hi, this is Van from Between Two Trains. We're about to bring you another great episode. But before we do, I wanted to tell you about an event that's going to be going on on May 5th from 6 to 9 p.m. One of our previous guests, Hello Gorgeous, will be holding a fashion show titled We Are All Wonder Women. So come on out on Saturday from 6 to 9. The doors will open at 5 p.m. They'll have sips, snacks, gift card drawings, and modeling by local Wonder Women. The price will be $10 per person, but all proceeds will be donated to local community organization. So come on out and support one of our great local businesses. Hi, this is Theo, and you're listening to Between Two Trains, a bi-monthly business podcast where we interview the best and brightest entrepreneurs in the North Dakota area. Today, your co-hosts are Van Bappis of Oxygen Financial and Jason Wheelock of Wheelock Realty. And now, Between Two Trains. Welcome and good morning to Between Two Trains, a business podcast. We are in the beautiful studios of the Shambly Chamber of Commerce in downtown Shambly. If you haven't been to Shambly lately, you need to come check it out. There is a lot going on. Today, my co-host is Jason Wheelock, as you heard from the uh, opening segment. And uh, Jason, welcome to the show. It's great to hear you again. You've been gone for a couple episodes. Hey, Van. It's uh, it's good to be back on the show. It's been uh, a little bit of a hiatus on my end, and um, I'm really excited to be back now, on. Now, I think the hiatus is because you're in real estate, and the right. real estate market is hot and furious, and you've been quite busy. Um, and so as we start these episodes, we've been doing a segment called Entrepreneur Talk. And a couple of episodes ago, we had a uh, great discussion about real estate. Uh, we had a, uh, an entrepreneur, Robert uh, Pond, who was on, who gave some yeah. insights from the commercial real estate. Sorry, I missed that, by the way. Uh, that sounded a- like a good one. But I felt like maybe we could get some insight from you because we did get a lot of our viewers asking about uh, real estate and, uh, you know, wanting some more information on it. So uh, tell us about some of the trends you're seeing in the Atlanta housing market this spring. Yeah. Um, so it's been a very interesting spring. And as many years ago, the holidays, it slowed down a little bit. And then January, February came, and we have just had an absolute explosion of buyers in this market. And the main theme is that the sellers have not followed. And usually you see inventory increase just a little bit this time of year, and it's actually gone the other way. There's less houses on the market. So I would say some of the top themes we're seeing is multiple offers buyers getting frustrated. Even some buyers have been frustrated for so long they even take a break from the buying process because they can't get a house under contract. And so competition has really, really become a challenge, especially in these Intel markets like Shamley, Brookhaven, North DeKalb, and all, really all across North Atlanta. You, you mentioned uh, inventory a second ago. Why is that such an important indicator of what the market's doing and how is it influencing you know, things that we're seeing. Yeah. And inventory, it's one of these technical words, you know, that the run of the mill, um, just person that's buying and selling their own home doesn't really always grasp. And to sort of dumb it down, put it in layman's terms, inventory 
if you, for instance, you say, hey, we have three months of inventory in this market, it means if no other house went on sale right now, today going forward, we would be out of homes to sell in three months, right? And historically, the balance between a buyer and seller's market is six to seven months of inventory. Back in 2008, 2009, it blasted to 12, 13 months, right? It was a strong buyer's market. And there was actually an interesting article just published last week that reflected our stats showing that inventory was actually in many cases across Metro Atlanta averaging out to 1.8 months of housing inventory. We would be out of homes to sell in 60 days if nothing else went on the market, if you can believe that. Wow. So do you see differences in the various price points uh, or are these indicators holding true across the board? So, you know, homes at 400,000 compared to homes at 800,000? Yeah, um, great question. Every market's different, meaning even when I give you that average of inventory, 1.8 months, we like to break it down to not only the specific city, a lot of times the specific school district within a city, and then even a neighborhood, right? So going into the differences there, it's a larger discussion, but price point-wise, you can definitely see a trend where the lower the price point the lower the inventory, right? So anything, if you're looking in town, let's call it ITP, right? Inside the perimeter, um, under half a million dollars is going to be so competitive right now. It's unbelievable. And then between 500 and 750, it opens up slightly, still really strong. And then once you get over 750 to a million, it gets a little more balanced, but I would still caution that really strong seller's market and anything that's priced right is going to go. The only segment of the market where you would see a lot of choices in inventory for buyers is going to be in the super high-end luxury market up above $2 million where you have um, probably 1% or less of folks actually looking. Now, it's been quite a few years since the 08 uh, debacle in the real estate market. Do you think we're in a bubble or approaching a bubble? Or Yeah. What, what, what should buyers and sellers be preparing for? Um, not to mass panic, mostly. Um, I think that you just have to look at history. The average real estate market in the United States from high to low we call it a a cycle, right? Same thing in financial services, you know about it, is seven years from top to bottom. And the last market crash, well, last market adjustment was 2008, 2009. Not every seven years do we experience a crash, right? Um, And it's been close to a decade since then, and the market slowly recovered. If you looked at Atlanta and you had to ask me what's going to happen in the next one to two years, it's likely historically that we go through some sort of adjustment it's probably a minor correction it's only the fact that you can't go up forever prices are increasing faster than wages and the rate of growth so something's got to give but i wouldn't say that we are going to experience anything dramatic and atlanta is a unique market the type of growth and the type of jobs and the strategic location that we're in is unique compared to most people across the U.S., most cities. So we're going to overcome any kind of correction, I believe, to a higher degree than other markets. 
Well, I think we could talk about this for hours and hours, but yeah. I do want to bring on our guest here in a second. Um, we're going to take a short break to honor our sponsors, and uh, we'll after the break, we'll bring on Jan Levy from Handy Entertainment. If you recently got divorced, you may be wondering how to pick up all of the financial pieces. Is it time to make a new budget, new goals, and get a new game plan with your investments? What about the best way to save money on your taxes? Take control of your money future. Go to oxygenfinancial.net to schedule a complimentary meeting today. Go to oxygenfinancial.net to get started right now. Securities offered through Kestrin Investment Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Kestrin Advisory Services, an affiliate of Kestrin Investment Services. Oxygen is not affiliated with Kestrin. Okay, welcome back to Between Two Trains, a business podcast where we interview the best and brightest entrepreneurs of the North DeKalb area. Today, our guest is Jan Levy from Handy Entertainment. Jan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Van. We appreciate you being here. now. And Jason. Hey, Jan. You left me out there, Van. I am so sorry, Jason. Didn't mean to leave <laughs> you out. So, uh, Handy Entertainment, um, business started in 2009. Tell us a little bit about what you do. What we do is create interactive entertainment for private social events, for large corporate events, for interactive events that take place in a specific place. We can get someone's message out, whether it's their personal message about their special day or their message about their new product, their launch, their clients, their employees. We basically give what you have to say to your people legs so that they keep on talking about it and they don't forget you. Nice, nice. Jan brought these uh, wonderful little gift baskets with Swag us. Swag baskets. Yeah, yeah and, and a nice little uh, container. And uh, I want to get to those in a second because there's something interesting called the fortune-telling fish in it. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but before we do, Jan, uh, you know, so you don't actually have a physical location, that's correct? You basically just uh, work out of your home? How do you... How do you operate? Is it out of your home? or We are booked for events that are in a specific venue. And where I do my own work or our team does its work mm -hmm. is totally dependent on the project. So, for example, if something is really tech-heavy, we might have to go someplace in a studio and build something. We might have to produce something elsewhere and have it shipped in. But in general, what I'm able to do is speak with clients and prospects and staff members and communicate with them on an ongoing basis from wherever I am, which so, is nice. So do you do a lot at their actual offices? Like if it's a corporation, you'll go to their office and put on the event? No. No, you won't do that? We do spaces that are well for example we have done events recently at the fairmont which is a new hotel on the west side we've uh, we've been privileged and honored to do these events i have to say because working at places like callenwald and working at 103 west and working at lake lanier resorts and it goes on and on and on. They're just fabulous locations. They're wonderful venues. And the people I get to work with are amazing. Just amazing. Now, you had mentioned to me about uh, events like Dragon Con. Were you involved at Dragon Con? Or? We were hired by a company that was 
producing an activation for Dragon Con. Okay. And that was an alcohol company. Okay. And they had us basically getting people to come over to their product. And we did that by giving people fortunes. But I'll tell you, quite frankly, wearing a wait, costume wait, 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 wait. at Dragon Con, my goodness gracious. I, I, I <laughs> it's like, what do you do to get people to notice you? you? You just sort of blended in with the crowd, huh? No, I just sort of did things differently. Okay. <laughs> Kim, do we know? Is Are you allowed to tell us who the alcohol Yeah, it was Cruise on Rum. Cruise on Rum, Okay. All right. And so how did you incorporate what you do with Cruise on Rum? I mean, you, you sat and gave fortunes, or what did you do specifically for them? What I did for that was what I would call a quick and dirty kind of fortune-telling that took place as people walked by, and it gave them information about where they were going, where they were coming from, and where they were. I'm I'm curious, what do you mean by dirty fortune-telling? Quick and dirty is sort of like throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks. Gotcha. That's a, an expression that's used uh, in different areas, quick and dirty, instead of being really meticulous and very, very detailed about things, to do something in a way that resonates with the moment. Mm, gotcha. So it's not what you were thinking, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I went the wrong way with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you have a background in theater and journalism. Is that, I mean, that's obviously very beneficial for the work you're doing today, that theater work, correct? It is an amazing, wonderful uh, addition to everything else. For example, I worry a lot about my ability to, how should I put this? to incorporate all the different areas that I want to, but because my training as a journalist gives me the ability to sift out the nuggets, I can find people who know about things, and I have mentors everywhere. There are people who can train me about areas I need to find more information on and give me the tools to carry out whatever the escapade is. You, you also worked as a print journalist, is that right? Yes, sir. So how did you go from print journalism to this? When were you a print journalist? A long, long time well, ago, far before you were born. Uh, you're not that old. You're not that old. <laughs> so so you started this business in 2009. What caused you to say, hey, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. This is what I'm going to do. Was there some moment or something that occurred for you? Van, to- have you ever done live theater? I have never done live theater. Van, Jason, you've got to do it. It's an amazing thing. The most amazing part is when you get to improvise. Now, if you find yourself in a great theater working with great people and suddenly you realize that there are people who are living in homes with 40 cats just waiting every year for that plum of a roll in a Christmas carol that will pay their rent, you start to say, well do I really want to learn somebody else's words and do somebody else's actions every day because that's what I've worked really hard for? What I looked at is what really moves me, what moves other people, what has enough change in it and enough stability in it, and what is exciting. Yeah. You you look like you you have something to say there. You may have have answered this because... There's all kinds of businesses, entrepreneurs out there have 
started everything under the sun. I guess partially what I'm wanting to know is the genesis of how fortune telling became the focus, right? How did you pick that? How did that become your passion? Was it that moment you just described or was this something that you were fascinated with when you were young? Oh, by golly. Uh, I was a parent at a PTA Halloween party telling spooky stories. That was my job. And the other PTA person was a gypsy fortune teller. She was in charge. She is now a judge. I won't say her name. This is what I do. But she decided, or someone decided, or someone told on me that my storytelling was too spooky. And so I got pulled and asked to step in as the gypsy fortune teller. So PC. And that was it. That was it. I'm all for it. <laughs> so, and, and maybe that goes in with the uh, fortune fish that we got in our little uh, bag she brought us. Uh, yeah. I'm interested to see what the fortune fish uh, have to say. But what I'm, I, I want to really kind of know is, so you, you're very artsy. You, you've got this theater background. You, you know, you perform, you, you know, do this stuff. Tell me a little bit. I want to dig into the business side and you know if that's a challenge for you because oftentimes I get people come and say hey I want to start a business I want to be an entrepreneur and they have a great passion for whatever the activity is they're trying to to do but then when it comes to the business side the the accounting the finance the you know running the actual, all right so I was gonna say how much of that do you do how much do you you know, send out, you know, do you I have do a, team? a lot myself. Okay. I do a lot of technology. I've uh, worked with a lot of different applications in order to build things that work on their own. And I've gotten over the curve where I constantly check out different applications and platforms to see what will do what I'm happy with what I'm using now. My bookkeeper is a wonderful person. I have assistants who help me. I have assistants at events. What I really need is someone who is a dedicated loader inner and loader outer. Now you're going to have to explain what a loader inner, because I think Jason's mind went another way again. Someone who loads in and loads out. That means, for example, I did an event on Saturday and there were strong gusty winds and we suddenly had to uh, stake the flaps of the structure that we used for the event I had other things to do, but that's what that's what happened. And so one of the positions that I'm looking to fill is someone who wants a job that is occasional and doesn't mind lifting things and putting things together and hammering them in and making sure they're safe. The question you have, though, is about the business part of it. Artsy is, I don't know about artsy. Artsy is a word that sounds perjurative. Okay. Okay? It's sort of like saying someone's analytical. What is artsy and what is business? As you told me recently, Van, what is it about business and art that... Well, I don't know. I Yes, I, yeah. we've had this conversation. I don't know anything about art, but I know it drives economic activity. And that's what we use our artsiness to do, is we help people build their businesses, or we help people make their special day memorable. 
Now, these assistants and this loader in or out that you're looking for um, and you know whatnot, are these actual employees or you contract out all that I work? I contract the workout because I don't know or we don't know from day to day how many different venues we have to cover, how many different events we're going to be doing in the future. We know to a certain degree, but things change all the time. Whereas people used to book 10 to 14 months out, quite frequently we get something two weeks, even one week before the actual date. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's interesting. Every business's organizational model is different. We're learning that a loader is inner outer. Is that right? I made up that word. Okay. It's an official. You heard it here first on Between Two Trains. Right. right. Officially added new, to the fortune teller word. organizational model. And you got to build a bench. It's is interactive what I entertainment, though. It's That's not really right. fortune telling. Yeah, it sorry. Depends. It depends. It, it's okay. It's Mish like there. I, yeah. I think the people, we we don't want to confuse our listeners into yes. thinking what they see on TV where there's, uh, you know, some woman in a house and you're going up and, you know, paying her $50 and she's putting her arms over a crystal ball and telling you your future. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about real entertainment here. Yes, we are. Whether it's handwriting analysis, whether it's chocolate lips readings, whether it's Zoltar Live, free human included, whether it's something that we're developing right now that will be an interactive art project with a local artist, having paint put on a surface at the same time that somebody is rapping, and it will be done at a lip syncing contest. There are all different ways to get I, I see get so a many applications. About. Let me ask you, would you do something like a birthday party where someone says, hey, we're going to have a 50th birthday party and we, we want to bring someone bir- like you? I just did a birthday party the other okay. day. That's exactly what I did on Saturday. Is it mainly kids or you do adults? We do mostly fabulous birthday parties. Fabulous really, birthday? Really Big birthday party, yeah, somebody's yeah. Not, milestone birthday. But not, we do not, kids not my eleven year old where I'm gonna spend right. 50 bucks. Yeah, but I bucks. just did a sixteen year old birthday party. If it's fifty bucks, I don't think so because yeah. we want to be able to deliver what you expect. Right, right. I think one of the challenges with entertainment across the board, because I've you know, we're in the Atlanta is huge with the movie industry now, even though it's different, it's still entertainment. And the biggest challenge I see with y'all is you always have to scale up and down based on need. It's never this constant flow of here's the amount of folks we have on staff. You almost have to have this bench that you've built and you go to when you got to call people up. That's exactly what it is. And thanks for that, Jason. What I, I, I was amazed on this past Saturday with the gusty wind and having to stake this, this micro environment we have because I speak to students. I've had the fortune of speaking to Georgia State University students for the last one and a half years, uh, constantly. Well, not constantly. Take that part out. Yeah. Not constantly, regularly, to the hospitality industry students. And one of the things I tell them about the events industry is that you have to be prepared for everything. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you do, there's always something that you can't possibly imagine, no mm-hmm. matter what you do. Well, I got one more question before we move into our final segment. Oh, no. We're going to play a fun game here in a second. But before we do, I ask this question of everyone that comes on the show. What would you tell a potential entrepreneur is the most important thing to do when starting their new business? Is there one thing that you're like, you really got to focus on this? Always look for people who are really good at what they do and ask them questions. 
because everything is there. Everything's been done. All you can do is do it your own way. But it never hurts to have really good people in your court and also remember to help those around you. So by speaking with students, I, I just feel that it's about, it's about pulling everybody up. Well, you're listening to Between Two Trains. We got Jan Levy from Handy Entertainment on with us, and we're going to move into our last segment where we play a fun game, Jan. I'm sure you've heard some of our other shows where we play a game called Hot or Not, where we're going to ask you uh, uh, to tell us if a particular topic is a hot thing to do as an entrepreneur or not such a hot thing to do as an entrepreneur. Um, Jason, you want to start us off, or you got a hot or not for us? I, oh no, Jason! Don't go there. <laughs> I'm always don't even about read this the segment. brochure. Always, it's easier to read it than actually have to answer it. Um, senior citizens on smartphones—that's um, an interesting one. What do you think about that, Van? Jan? Senior citizens on smartphones, hot or not? Are Jan, you talking Jan's about? Like, Jen's looking at us like, what in the world does that have to do well, with? We- I believe that senior citizens <laughs> should avoid sitting on their smartphones in every situation. <laughs> this is dangerous. Yeah. Are we talking- Not only for the senior citizen, <laughs> but for the smartphone. Yeah. Are we talking about the right to smartphones, or should they be on them? Um, let's 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 give you one that might be a little bit more your speed for for. Uh, I will for answer that. that. I think that it depends on where you're at. And my mom is in her mid sixties, and my grandmother is ninety five. I think you give my grandma a flip phone, and my mom can handle the smartphone. Right. Interesting. So, interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure I want my mother on either, but th- that's a different story for another time off, <laughs> offline. How about um, hiring family members, hot or not? Would you hire? You have a son, right? I have a favorite son. I have you... a favorite daughter and I have a favorite husband. <laughs> okay. I would hope the husband's a favorite one. Oh, yeah. Would you hire your husband or your family to work in your business? Oh, I absolutely would, but they don't have any time. Okay. So they it's do hot. help me out. It's they just do. not necessarily for your... I've seen other entrepreneurs build their businesses with the help of their families. And it's something that I wish that I could do with my family because it's something that's very, very useful. You have the people, you know what their abilities are, and hopefully if they're not available when you need them, you ground them. <laughs> you then, like Right. Well... If we're talking about family, I'm asking you which family you're from, whether that's hot or not. <laughs> Some families work really good to, together, right? Others do not. Yeah, my not family sure. does I'm not really... sure, and I know my wife listens to these. I'm not sure I necessarily would want my wife in my financial planning practice. Yeah. She's an archaeologist. She thinks much differently than I do. Case by case. Yes, case yeah. by case. Well, what about um, creating a business plan? Is that a hot thing for entrepreneurs or not such hot? I believe that a business plan has to be a living document and it has to really reflect what you want, need, and are actually doing. If you buy some software that gives you the basic skeleton of a business plan and expect that to serve your purposes, if you're not doing something that someone else is already doing, don't even go there. You can really have it serve you. You can have it teach you what you need to do, have you foresee bumps in the road, have you procure elements that you might need going forward. For example, I just decided to add scent, aroma, 
to an event I'm doing that's coming up. Interesting. Yes. And that's not my business plan. So actually, I didn't follow So how do you do that? I mean, you just like... I've got some tools now, and I'm going to play around with them. And that's what I do is when I have a moment, whether it's a chocolate... And and the idea is to try to get the guests or the people that are at your uh, event to sort of start thinking through their nose? You do that now, whether you realize it or not. It's something that's huge in retail. Different companies buy different scents that are piped in to retail enclaves to elicit specific buyer actions. I'm not going to elicit specific buyer actions, but I do want to create an ambience that is also um, linked to, to, to the sense of smell. I'm going to throw you a softball, Jan. Hot or not, Chambly. Chambly is so hot. It is my. Hot. It is so hot. And as my daughter said, my favorite daughter, a long time ago, she said, Chambly's the new Decatur mama. Years ago, we left Decatur in the dust. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're we're working on the city's wow. working on this town center, so uh, we'll see how that pans out. You know, Decatur. It's interesting about Decatur is it was a that their town square, their town center was a a thirty year in the making. Uh, progress. I mean, it was not just, hey, we're going to plop down this. So, you know, it's going to take some time for Chambly, but I think you're right, uh, Jason. I think it's hot, too. Chambly has an amazing infrastructure. It has a really, a really beautiful position, just geographically. It is close to everything, and it allows people to avoid traffic congestion. On top of that, the fact that it's it consists and has consisted for at least 30 years of people from different demographics, different nationalities, different uh, socio-economic uh, yeah. brackets makes it really interesting. It's yeah. it's a true, uh, it's, it's a, a micro pot. city. It's a melting pot. It's There's a micro no, city yeah. in a way, but it's got a small town feel. Now, the one thing that might be a little bit of a problem is that the, the shops that constitute the town center right now face the railroad, which is a one-sided option. So yeah. I don't know what we do to create the other side of... There's going to have to be some connectivity mm-hmm. points placed to, to get uh, over, around, and under. And zip cars. Yeah, yeah. And rent-a-bikes. <laughs> you know what? Is it? I'm going to throw some real estate two cents in here. Not that these two neighborhoods are the same, but if you're thinking aesthetics... I actually had this discussion this morning at coffee with a friend of mine that West Midtown and Chambly share this sort of industrial feeling to it if you're in the downtown sort of central area of Chambly. So I think if you like sort of that rustic, cool, um, restored, Urban you know, it's Chambly is a great alternative for that it's if beautiful. you're not you know, into West Midtown. I think it's incredible. For people who want to have uh, access to shipping for uh, um, chain supply, yeah, there you've got proximity to all the major uh, uh, traffic. Uh, you've got a small airport here on yeah, top tra- of that. We have trains, planes, and automobiles in Shanghai. Everything. There's no <laughs> doubt. Well, we've been running long, so I hate to cut us off because we can definitely talk about Shambly for a long time. Uh, you've been listening to Between Two Trains. Our guest has been Jan Levy from Handy Entertainment. Uh, Jan, any parting words you want to tell our listeners? Yes, one of the events that 
we're doing that is open to the public is Brides Across America by Impression Bridal, and that will be on July 3rd, and that is where Impression Bridal provides wedding gowns for service members and their, their wives for free, which is a really wonderful thing, and we are thrilled to create something to add to that event. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. Jason, thank you for co-hosting yeah. with me once again. I look oh, forward to Oh, and something to... else. Oh, you got something else? Yes. Do come out to Children's Restoration Network's 25th anniversary at the Avalon on the 14th of July. That will be a fabulous, amazing celebration, and it helps poor and hungry, homeless children and mothers. We'll make sure to put those links in the, in the show notes so that people can click right on them. Again, you've been listening to Between Two Trains. Uh, thank you for listening. You can hear us on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Check us out on a variety of different places. Uh, you can hear past issues as well. And uh, we'll be back with you in two weeks on the 15th for another great episode of Between Two Trains. So tell me how this works. Fortune teller fish. Place fish in palm of the hand and its movements will indicate. So I just take this out of the bag? Yes. And and just hard. make sure your children don't Does it have, does it doesn't matter which side? No. And so you ask you want to know something, right? Oh, I have to ask it something? Well, no, it's Why well, it's bending all the way over. What is it? it's moving moving head. Jealousy? I'm jealous? I got the jealous 